Hi, friends. I want to take a sec to talk to you about Greenlight, the folks sponsoring this ad. This is especially important for you parents out there, because as your kids get older, some things about parenting are going to get easier, like, you know, maybe not having to dress your kid every morning, but other things do not, like having that conversation about money. Because the fact is that kids won't ever really know how to manage their money until they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. So Greenlight is a debit card and a money app that's made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on kids' spending and saving while the kids and the teens, they're going to build up confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. I have Greenlight debit cards for both of my kids, and I can't tell you what a difference I see in their relationship to money. So with the Greenlight app, the kids learn how to save, invest, and spend wisely, and they have games in the app to teach money skills in a fun and accessible way. The Greenlight app also includes a chores feature. I am a big fan where you can set up one-time or recurring chores that customize to your family's needs and reward kids with an allowance for a job well done. And I got to tell you this, in my family, no chores, no money. Millions of parents and kids are learning about money on Greenlight. It's the easy, convenient way for parents to raise financially smart kids and families can navigate this whole thing together. So sign up for Greenlight today and you're going to get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash radio headspace. That's greenlight.com slash radio headspace to try Greenlight for free. I mean, this is such a good deal. I got to say it one more time. Greenlight.com slash radio headspace. Get it, folks. Shopify's already taken the cash register online, helping millions sell billions around the world. But... Did you know that Shopify can do the same thing at your retail store? Give your point-of-sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. (coughs) Shopify POS is your command center for your retail store. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify has everything that you need to sell in person. And with Shopify, you get a powerhouse selling partner that's going to effortless unite your in-person and online sales into just one source of truth. You're going to be able to track every sale across your business in one place and know exactly what's in stock. You could connect with customers inline and online. And Shopify, it's going to help you drive store traffic with plug and play tools built for marketing campaigns. So we're talking about TikTok to Instagram and beyond. Get hardware that fits your business, take payments by smartphone, transform your tablet into a point-of-sale system, or you can use Shopify's POS Go Mobile device for battle-tested solutions. Shopify's award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. I say do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash headspace. That's all lowercase. So you're going to go to shopify.com slash headspace to take your retail business to the next level today. I'm going to say it one more time. Shopify.com slash headspace. Headspace Hi, I'm Andy, and welcome to Radio Headspace, and to Wednesday morning. thought today I wanted to transport you back to a former life of mine, living in a particular monastery, which was so strict that at times I found myself 
without really that sort of feeling of being able to move. I actually felt quite stressed sometimes by just how rigid it was. Of course, that was caused by my own mind, not by the schedule. But at the same time, I think there is a balance to be struck sometimes. And I think sometimes as we look at the day ahead, we might feel that it's particularly busy, particularly full. But there is a difference in travelling through that day rushing and there's a difference in travelling through that day moving quickly. Sometimes we have to move quickly in life. Rushing, I feel, is more sort of a concept in the mind. And I think we've talked a little bit about this on Radio Headspace before. But the implications of rushing are not always good. And I remember I was asked to cook lunches one week. So we would have people come in. So these are people who come to the monastery, to the nunnery, and they stay for a week. And as the monks and the nuns, we would do our best to not only continue with our practice, but to look after them as guests and to support them in their practice. And I was still quite new at the monastery, and so I didn't really know where everything was and sort of how to do everything. I was still learning. One lunchtime I went down and we would come straight from our practice. We'd go into the kitchen and there would just be, this is what you're making, this is the recipe, this is how you do it. And, you know, you just go about making it. And I think I was making it for probably about 20, 25 people, something like that. Anyway, it was mulligatawny soup. I don't know if you know what mulligatawny soup is. It's got like a curry soup, but it's like a mild curry soup. I think it comes from India, but it's quite an English thing anyway. We have a lot over there. Anyway, I started making this soup. I had one eye on the clock and the time was kind of whizzing away and I definitely changed. I felt a definite movement going from, okay, I'm just going to kind of get through this to starting to feel a bit panicky and starting to rush. And the more I did that, the more things seemed to go wrong as I pour things in I would either pour too much or I'd drop something and you know that pattern that starts to happen in the day when we get a bit clumsy maybe we trip up and maybe we make a mistake we send an email before we should or whatever it might be I was kind of getting into that rhythm so as I read down the recipe and what needed to go into this soup it said I needed two tablespoons of curry powder and I thought okay so I went to the cupboard, but I was in such a rush, I was in such a panic, that instead of grabbing the curry powder, I actually grabbed a cayenne pepper. I mean, a tablespoon of cayenne pepper would blow your head off. Two tablespoons of cayenne pepper? I mean, that's a lot. So anyway, I made the soup. Now, as a monk, as a nun, as you're cooking, you're not actually supposed to eat the food. It's called over-tasting, you know, because it's really easy to sort of just have a little tasting. Well, that's really nice. I'll have another bit. I'll have another bit. You can sort of taste a little bit at the end just to make sure that it's okay, but no more than that. So it wasn't until the end, five minutes before I had to get the soup out, that I realised. I tasted it. I thought my head was going to explode and I had no idea. I had 25 people who were waiting for their food. It was their last meal of the day. You only get breakfast and lunch in the monastery. There was no more food to come. I felt absolutely terrible. But in this state of panic, I thought, okay, how can I cool this down? So I knew that sweet kind of balanced out. So the first thing, I got some milk and I poured that in. Didn't really make any difference. I got some sugar. I chucked that in. Didn't really seem to make much difference either. I got some honey. I actually ended up throwing in some apricot jam as well. I did whatever I could, anything I could find in the fridge just to cool it down. And I think in many ways it captures that state of panic where we're willing to just do anything to kind of make it right without really thinking too much about it. And I dished out the soup and I had to leave it outside of the room of each of the retreatants now obviously it was a silent retreat and we're about five days in so there was nothing that anybody could say at least for (laughs) at least for five days until we got to the end of the retreat and several people came up to me and said that soup you know i spent at least a day if not a couple of days reliving that soup 
in many different ways. It was very, very uncomfortable. And it was an experience that stayed with me for a long time, not less about the comments that came back after the retreat, but more about that feeling of being driven by time, being driven to rush, where we start to make mistakes. It's such a recognisable feeling. I think we all can relate to it, we've all experienced it, and we will all experience it again. But in those moments, if we can, if we're able, if time permits, if the situation permits, the ability to step back from that, to pause, to take a couple of breaths, to regain our composure, recognizing that yes, we need to move quickly. Yes, we need to react or respond to a particular situation. But if we can do that from a place of calm and clarity, rather than confusion and panic as I did in that situation, then almost inevitably the result is going to be better. Never invite me round to cook for you. I hope you've enjoyed listening today. Thanks for listening. I look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow. Hi everyone, Kesunga here. If you're here, I assume that you like Radio Headspace. And if you like Radio Headspace, you will love Dear Headspace. Dear Headspace is our weekly talk show featuring every teacher on the show and our wonderful host, Robin. We talk about life. There is a level of almost addiction here where mm-hmm. you're addicted to just information. It's like information overload. Relationships, before mm-hmm. you can spread love and kindness to others, You have to first cultivate it within yourself. Yeah. And anything else you can think to ask us. The first step with any change that you want to make is that acceptance and that awareness. You can find it on the Headspace app or wherever you listen to podcasts.